0: Welcome to the only daily podcast focusing on compliance news of the day. Each morning, start your day with a cup of coffee and Tom Fox, the voice of compliance to hear about four of the top compliance, corruption, or leadership stories you will need to start your day. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. August 10, 2020, the M&A is back edition. We begin with our lead story from the Financial Times, A series of blockbuster M&A deals has led to a resurgence of the activity since the start of July, with companies rushing to prepare themselves for the recession and dusting off deals that were shelved because of the pandemic. Eight deals over $10 billion have been signed in the last six weeks, according to Refinitiv, making it the fastest start to the second half for mega-deals since 2017 when there was an M&A boom immediately before the financial crisis. The list of deals includes a $21 billion sale of Marathon's Petroleum Speedway, Petroleum Stations, and Analog Data's $20 billion deal to buy rival chipmaker Maxim. It's pretty extraordinary how it's bounced back, according to Michael Carr, co-head of Global M&A at Goldman Sachs. Next up from the Washington Post, revenge travel is a phenomenon that could bring tourism back with a bang. I don't know when you're planning on engaging in travel or tourism, but I sure don't for a while. Um, But for those who are professional travelers, a uh, boutique travel industry is coming back, or at least maybe coming back. The Restless Mood has many pro-travelers and experts predicting revenge travelers could bring back leisure tourism with a bang although others caution revenge may not be as sweet as you'd like. This revenge is really just getting back out there and uh, traveling. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. The concept of revenge travel emerged in China in the 1980s with descriptions of burgeoning consumer demand following the poverty of the Cultural Revolution. In the past few months, researchers have reapplied it to the resurgence spending on luxury travel as strict stay-at-home orders have eased across China. Next up, logistic firms are using fast-track cloud AI projects to help fill supply chain gaps. It's becoming a large data game as global logistic companies are expected to increase their use of digital technology to reset global supply chains battered by coronavirus. The goal is to boost availability of real-time data and enable commercial customers to better manage inventory by more closely tracking air, sea, and ground freight. This, of course, has huge implications for the compliance profession as this is exactly the direction that compliance is headed, particularly around more data, but a greater transaction monitoring of real uh, Regular sales, uh, unique sales, use of agents, and all other third parties is going to become much more prominent and much more necessary now as we move into an era where you can't really go out and do boots-on-the-ground investigations. So it's very interesting to see how this article (coughs) from the Wall Street Journal about supply chains, excuse me, logistic firms applies to compliance. And finally, how to prepare to return to your office. The New York Times takes a look at getting ready to go back to work, and it notes that, of course, many people are feeling uneasy, and whether OSHA will actually do anything to protect workers, of course, is a huge question under the Trump administration's laissez-faire attitude. But what can you do to make yourself more safe? Obviously, the basics of safety and sanitation, but you're not going to be able to eliminate risk most uh, uh, completely. So you have to eliminate those which you believe are the highest risks and those which you can manage going forward. Good luck. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow.